0: folks, earlier Saturday, I think it was a little bit maybe Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, I decided I'm going to go see a movie. And I went with the, my buddy Ken Giles and I said, hey, can you save me a seat at the theater? And he couldn't do it. RG, you just can't count on Ken <laughs> Giles for a save. You just can't. You can't.
1: He couldn't save you there. He couldn't save a seat even, right? And this is just like, a, talk about like it's Halloween time and a lot of people are out in their costumes right now going trick-or-treating or at least getting ready to. I, I guess these are the Halloween parties this weekend and on the 31st. But if you really want scares, it's it's watching Ken Giles come racing out to the bullpen mound at the ninth. I I can't really... You know, negate what anybody's going to say here, that Ken Giles shouldn't close another game for the Astros this season. I, I, you know, I said the other night that after one of the post games that probably Giles would work a ninth because he had that clean ninth. Remember, in Los Angeles against the same middle of the order, it was Seager and Turner and uh, Bellinger. But he just wasn't able to come up and do well. I mean, he was just absolutely awful. And you just can't keep running him back out there. You can't put him in high leverage situations. And so now the Astros pretty much have to figure out, hey, need a strong start from Dallas Keuchel and some way to get it to looks like Chris Davinsky now because he seems to have found the the magic touch after closing out that game in Los Angeles. You got to go with a hot hand.
0: RG, you know, I I told you after game two, I said Giles shouldn't pitch in another game unless it's mop-up duty in this series. I I don't understand what the thinking is. I mean, Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I don't think this is the same as, you know, George Springer's in a slump or whatever um, because George Springer helps you in other ways. Ken Giles, we've seen it. We saw it all year. I mean, this is nothing that you guys haven't heard a million times if you listen to the show. Uh, This is not somebody that I have any sort of confidence in. Yeah, Ken Giles went one, two, three, but in the ninth, but you know, he also gave up two runs when you gave him a two run lead. And I get it, he pitched an extra inning, but he you know, as soon as he got the lead, it's like, oh oh no, I can't get anybody out. And he's pitched, you know, we're talking about five of six postseason games where he's left without with without your I should say with giving up a run. With giving up a run and i i just i don't understand i just don't understand what hitch is doing also you know luke gregerson hey f- free luke gregerson i mean for, i mean everybody else has looked bad you mentioned chris Davinsky, and you you talked about the other game uh he he, he was okay that the inning he came in and he got got out of the trouble that that giles had got got him into and and he he kept it within distance so the astros could you know, score those two runs. But the thing about it was, Davinsky came in that next inning. Uh, yeah, he got a save. Uh, they hit a rocket off of him to get the first out. A rocket off of him the second out, and a rocket home run. He he got one guy, which was Puig, on a swing and miss, and it took him about twenty pitches to do that. Uh, my confidence in Davinsky isn't all that great, but you know, I, I thought he should have stayed in in this game because it's between if it's between him. And giving it to Ken Giles or a just Joe Musgrove that I have no confidence in. You know, Will Harris was already gone. I, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in him. I, I would have gone with Davinsky. Davinsky looked about as good as he has this entire postseason and, and, and that inning that he pitched. And
1: that's what I'm just saying right here. That's why Davinsky, A, I think
0: that was a big rule. You can
1: say all that you want to, but he came into that situation there having to kind of, like you said, in, in that uh, game uh, after the Astros again gotten the lead there and having to mop up for Giles and he got a big out and then he did give up the home run and uh, before finally closing out the win and that historic 7-6 to win. But that was big, getting that final out. I mean, the the Dodgers probably thought the team of destiny were going to come back and find some way to tie it at seven, seven or win it eight to seven. And the Astros and when their first world series game and Chris Davinsky was on the mound. And then he came in tonight. And I look at more like, how's he throwing? He had a good fastball. You know, he was able to spot his change up there was able to use his slider. So, I mean, I, to me, he was effective tonight and it's all about, you know, this in the bullpen, it's all about confidence. It's all about how, how you pitch from, and from one outing to the next. and, He seems to that maybe was a turning point for him in Los Angeles because he's and, and really, the other alternative is what are your other options? And you keep saying Luke Gregerson, okay, yeah, maybe he'll get in there. But let's remember, Luke Gregerson has had other implosions in the bullpen in postseason's past. He didn't have a very good regular season. And part of getting to the postseason here has been, okay, you know, let's reward the guys who at least pitch well during the regular season. And Luke Gregerson hasn't really been in any high-leverage situation. You haven't put him out there with to protect a one-run lead or to you yeah, I know he has done that in the past, but again he hasn't had successful Octobers. Am I willing to say yes, uh, possibly he could do this in the future uh, you know could he come into games but I, I really think the Astros right now, what they're looking at doing is they're looking to, uh, for game five, they need to get a strong start out of Keiko. And if they don't somehow get a strong start out of Keuchel, probably Colin McHugh comes in for a few innings to kind of bridge it to where you go to your bullpen late. And it'll be, yeah, I, I, they'll try to patch together some things. But, I mean, really they need a strong start out of Keuchel because he's going up against Clayton Kershaw. And and somehow get it to, uh, if Keichel can go seven innings, then you got to decide, you know, is if he's going to close the game, who's your setup reliever? I mean, Will Harris did give up that single to uh, Logan Forsyth, but you know, overall, I'd feel more comfortable about him. You're just not going to put Ken Giles in. You're not going to put Francisco Liriano in. You don't like Joe Musgrove. I mean, Joe Musgrove throws hard, and he came in with the bases loaded. Kind of a tough situation for him there. When you have the bases loaded, your pitch selection, you can't afford to like throw the sliders down and you know the ball skip back to the back. So I don't know. I think A.J. Hinch might still go with a Joe Musgrove or a Luke Gregerson or Will Harris, but I, what I can tell you is that you really can't go out with Ken – Ken Giles isn't going to be out there in a, in a tight game. You just can't do that. You can't put him out there. And I'd be I'd be shocked if he comes out with a with a save situation or a high leverage situation at this point. And then now we know the Astros are going to be going to Los Angeles. So once you get there for uh, Game Six uh, with Justin Verlander, so you know you have two huge starters going these next two games. And then even for a Game Seven, you would have. A a Lance McCullers available, a Brad Peacock, a char uh look what uh Charlie Morton did on three days rest, he'd be available to come out of the pen. So you have other options. So it's really it's really getting through Game Five tomorrow, in in my opinion, because once you get to Game Six and Game Seven, all hands will be on deck, and that'll mean you know both Morton and Peacock and guys that you normally don't see out of the bullpen. Well, well Peacock's been in the bullpen. But th- they'll be available to come in there and give you some innings too.
0: Yeah, well, first of all, yeah, I, to be to be accurate, I, I, I know that Musgrove really couldn't throw anything in, in the dirt, but he just had runners on second and third when he came in. He got the out on the strikeout. Th- then they intentionally walked the guy to set up the double play. And then, that, yeah, that, they get this fly out, and I think that's when they gave up the grand slam. Uh, but, yeah, m- my thing was, and anybody that listened to show, uh, the show, the last postgame show knows that I, I said – You know, at this Charlie Morton game, I said, bring in McHugh the last few innings. We know uh, Morton probably wasn't going to go more than six or, you know, at best he gets to the seventh inning and and gets a couple of pitches because that's what he's done uh, all season long. I mean, incredible performance by Charlie Morton. Hat tip to him. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything more beautiful. Uh, I I felt it was the right time to get Morton out because the curveball did have the snap that he was getting on it. But, yeah, I was all in on McHugh for this game. You know, I think the the less innings that you are forced to go to this bullpen, the better, and th- that's the problem is I just honestly don't see how you win a World Series with this bullpen. Is it still possible? Yes. You've got Keichel and Verlander, and maybe they both can go nine the next two games, and they both have that kind of capability. But in the next game, you are going up against – oh, maybe the best pitcher in baseball history. and uh, He did a pretty good job of shutting the Astros down the last game. So, you know, it's it's going to be uh, nearly impossible. And when you look at it, the Dodger team is more complete. If the Astros win this World Series, they're not going to win with the more complete team. The Dodgers are the more complete team. There is no question about that.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I, we're kind of splitting some hairs here because, uh, I mean, the both of these teams are really good. The Astros yeah, won but, 101 but, but games. The,
0: but they're really good. But one team has a, an awful bullpen, and the other team has a great bullpen. But but wait every, a second here. Everything else is pretty close to, to the well, same. Well, I, you know, Alex Wood, look, let's give him credit. He
1: had a great start. He gave up the one hit, the home run, the Springer, and then he was pulled. But, but you, Darvish, normally a very good starter. But I, I think for the – the, the the first four games here, I, you could argue that the Astros starting rotation with Verlander, Keichel, uh, uh Lance McCullers, and Charlie Morton. I mean, they've outpitched the Dodgers staff. Yeah, but it's it's, their, it's a, their,
0: we're talking about a minuscule. These are no, close but I, games. No, but, but it's not a massive advantage. Okay, take in the a valium start, in the here, stars. okay,
1: and just calm down for a second. No, no, no. Just I'm
0: just, just saying. I'm, my point is the Astros. They're they're look. It's, a, it's very close with the starting. You can argue one's better than the other. It's very close with the, the regular players, one through eight in the lineup. What's not close? Is this bull? Is the bullpen? There's no argument. The bullpen is well. Terrible. There's uh, the
1: Dodgers have a better bullpen, but it's not. I, I look, they've been fantastic. Yes, they do. But I would argue the Astros have a better. They had a historic lineup. The Dodgers didn't. And some of the Dodgers hitters at the bottom of their order, you can get like Jock Petersons. Uh, if you haven't watched the Dodgers all season, he struggled the last few months. He's having a great World Series against the Astros. But I mean, you uh, the Dodgers top of their lineup. Yes, Chris Taylor, he's having a career season. He had been a journeyman before the season. Justin. Turner. Great player. Yasil Puig was sent down to the minors last year. Great season. You know, C- Corey Seager. Yes, he's like Carlos Correa. He's a great player. Cody Bellinger, rookie of the year. Great player. But then they got guys like Logan Forsyth and, and you know, they again, like Jock Peterson, Austin Barnes. I mean, these aren't guys that, you know, I mean, the Yankees lineup was actually, you know, better at, at, at taking pitches and and working the Astros and doing that. And so the Dodgers do have a very good lineup, but the Astros had a really historic run scoring offense this season. They led the league. They were number one in making contact uh, and striking out the with A tremendous achievement. So, I mean, I still think these teams are very evenly matched, and you keep going back to the bullpen, and, yes, the Dodgers' bullpen's better. Yes, they have the best closer in the game, Kenley Jansen, yes. But, again, we aren't looking at it the same way now because
0: – No, this is this, this is something – This is something No, but Brad
1: Peacock said- is now available out of the bullpen, okay? Chris Davinsky's available out of the bullpen. They've been able to patch together wins with Lance McCullers coming out of the bullpen. So, and like you said, Colin McHugh, there's some others – they're going to have to find some way. You're right. They're going to have to find some way to win with a the bullpen. They're just not going to go to the usual guys they've been going to, the Ken Giles and, uh, you know, wh- whomever else might, maybe even like a Joe Musgrove or a Will Harris. They, but the Astros have some alternatives now that they didn't no- normally have, like during the regular season or even in the first two rounds of the playoffs. They, they have some guys.
0: Yeah, the Astros have, have, have starters that they've moved to the pen, but I, I just don't think you can expect that, but I mean, we, we just disagree. I mean, that's we'll agree to disagree. Uh, you know, my feeling is when everything else is pretty darn close. Yeah, the Astros have an advantage in in, in their lineup over the course of the season. Yes, the start the, the the starting pitching has been very close. I just think the gap in the bullpens where the Astros. Haven't you know? They have sent out a guy after guy that really hasn't been able to do anything. Not the starters that they
1: brought out. Not the starters. They brought Peacock out for Game Three, and that's how they got to the close close the game there. And he's been a reliever this season, and he can be used in relief again in this series. So, I mean, I know that you're just getting emotional and angry here. But you have to look at it from this point forward. And then if there's a game six or game seven in, in, in Los Angeles, you have Justin Verlander going one game, who we know builds up strength as he goes through the game. It's not going to be the 100 degree heat in Los Angeles. It's going to be back to more normal temperatures in Los Angeles. So, and then you have a game seven with all hands on deck. That means even Keichel would be coming in in relief potentially. You'd have Lance McCullough starting. You'd have Charlie Morton. You'd have Brad Peacock. You'd have Chris Davinsky. You'd have Colin McHugh. You'd have uh, Luke Gregerson because he's your guy. So, you'd have all these different guys. So, I mean, I know that you want to panic over the bullpen, but the bullpen that, you know, we usually talk about you know, which is Will Harris and uh Joe Musgrove, Chris Davinsky, the Ken Giles, isn't how the Astros are going to play these last three games. That's out the window now. So you have to look at it how they play it from this point forward. And what I've seen of Brad Peacock out of the bullpen this this postseason has been really good. You know, and uh, I you know and then you have some of these others that you can go with as well with Davinsky, maybe turning a corner. Then you said like Colin McHugh, maybe Colin McHugh out of the pen and then like a like a Dallas Keuchel in a Game 7, if there is a Game 7, would be coming out of the pen. So, I mean, there's, there's just some different things that the Astros will be able to do. And A.J. Hinch, I mean, you know, you have three games to manage right here. They were able to get by. The Yankees had a tremendous bullpen, much better than the Astros. They were able to beat the Yankees. The, the Red Sox had a better bullpen with Craig Kimbrell at the back end of it. Uh, he's much better than Ken Johnson. They were able to beat the Red Sox. Maybe that'll be their Achilles heel. You're right here against the Dodgers. But they're evenly matched. They're 2-2. Two and two. It's not the end of the world. You just have to credit the Dodgers. They won 104 games. And, uh, great. Hold, hold, hold on.
0: Hold on. Hold on. I, I didn't say it was the end of the world. I didn't say you know okay. it's, it's disaster. My point is when we're talking about winning a championship, one team might be better than another team. And, and that's what it looks like. And and we're talking about different areas of the ball club and, and where, what separates one from another. I mean, don't put words in my mouth that I said that this is the end of the world. Hey, they're in the World Series. They've won more games than the Astros have ever won in their history. You know, going into, going into a World Series with two wins now, you know, never having won. A, you know, there's no end of the world talk. I'm just saying, look, we got to, you, you know, if you're an Astros fan, you got to be realistic. And I also said, you know, yeah, th- there's still that possibility, but it's you're, you've made it very difficult telling, you know, Keichel and and Verlander, hey, you might, you guys might have to go the whole way. Yeah, Brad Peacock, I have confidence in. When we're talking about Davinsky, who hasn't looked good for the. You know, primary part of the postseason. When we're talking about Colin McHugh, who's never relieved in his life, basically. When we're talking about Luke Gregerson, that everybody and their mother was making fun of through most of the season at how bad he was and how old he looked and all of that kind of stuff. Then we're, we're kind of grasping at straws. I'm just saying those are the straws that you got to grasp at. So you might as well start grasping at. But it. if
1: you well, but if you asked at the beginning of this series, AJ Hinch, you have. Game five and game six, you can line up, you can start Dallas Keuchel and you can start Justin Verlander and Dallas Keuchel make a home start. Justin Verlander be on the road for a game six with uh, two, two potential victories there to win a world series. I, you know, again, that'd be great. Those are the guys that you want there. And those are the guys that can go seven or eight innings. They are workhorses. Pitch counts don't matter to those two guys. So you already potentially can shorten the game. Will it happen? We don't know because the Dodgers now broken out their bats. It, it strange things can happen. Everybody thought you Darvish, four and one at Minute May Park, he's gonna come in. He he owns the Astros and he just wasn't the same pitcher and he was out after, you know, before even the second inning was over. So you have to like again it's it's game by game. Everybody's going to be talking tomorrow in game five. Oh, it's Kershaw, 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 Kershaw. Kershaw is going to put the Dodgers up 3-2. They're going to go back to L.A. only needing to win one. It's Kershaw. He's the best pitcher, blah, blah, blah. He's been phenomenal. He's you know had four starts this postseason. He's got a 2.96 ERA. He's had 27 strikeouts. He, master, he was masterful against the Astros in Game 1 of the World Series. So that's why. He's been the best pitcher in baseball. But you just can't throw in the white towel here. What I like is that nobody is talking about Dallas Keuchel, okay? He's kind of flowing, flying under the radar here. He pitched phenomenally Game game. Remember, he just made the mistake to Justin Turner. That was it. He's somebody that also comes in. He knows how to pitch. He knows how to work with his staff, with his... You know, cut fastball with his sinker, his slider. He knows how to move everything around the plate. He's somebody that can keep the Dodgers hitters off balance if you're coming in kind of hot. So I, I do like having Keuchel and, of course, having Verlander in any kind of scenario there where it's backs against the wall or trying to clinch out in Los Angeles. There's That's why he was traded for so, again, I mean, this is what's fun. This is why we watched baseball. This is going to be a great World Series. Most people predicted at the very beginning these teams were evenly matched, like you said, was going to go six or seven games. So uh, to lose a game in Houston, tough. The Astros had their opportunities here. They couldn't break out the bats. They, they, you know, Alex Wood really pitched well. I mean, he kept them off balance. And, uh, you know, you just have to kind of like tip your cap and, t- and say, you know, hey, the, the Dodgers got the best on this round. How do how do you move forward from here? What do you do? What changes do you make? How do you best prepare yourselves to win the next game?
0: Well, as my friend uh, Pete Scribner, a longtime friend of mine, said on, on Twitter, he said, uh, Joe Sambito in 1980-81, Dave Smith in 86, Brad Lidge in 05, uh, now Ken Giles in 2017. He said, what is it with those Astros closers in the postseason? Yeah, it, it's been tough. But one thing the Astros have given us, RG – is they've given us some close games in World Series. This is the first time in their seven World Series games that the game has been decided by more than two runs. So you have edge on your seat excitement. I got another stat for you. You know, until Ken Giles came in, this was the first time in seven World Series games that the Astros, or I'm sorry, this is the first time in, and, and this, and I think, what is it, eight postseason uh, home games that the Astros have played that they did not uh, have a lead was at, at the point where Ken Giles gave up that run. So uh, they've been fantastic at home in the playoffs this postseason, a, r- a remarkable run. And I knew when they kept throwing that stat at us during the game that I was like, oh, that that's bad news. I don't want him to – I don't want to be reminded of that stat because they're going to pull it out at the end of the game. And, you know, just, I just I, – I don't know. But, you know, RG, let me a- ask you this much. You got Clayton Kershaw going. Any chance – that you take Carlos Beltran, the wily old veteran, bring him out of the mothballs. He hasn't played yet in the series. Do, do you maybe uh, DH him instead of Evan Gaddis, since he's got a lot more experience against uh, Kershaw over the years? I was thinking about that.
1: That might be something uh, just because, you know, I, but he, the only problem is, is that Beltran, as we know, is a much different hitter from the left-hand side of the plate from, from the right-hand side of the plate. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I still think probably he'll go with Gaddis in that. In that, and I, I haven't looked at the splits here as I'm telling you this either, so I, I can't tell you what both Gaddis and uh, over there, because Gaddis was also with the Braves for a while, so he probably faced Kershaw, and then you know uh, Carlos Beltran. You're right with the Cardinals there, and uh, you know faced as has had experience against Clayton Kershaw, so you know, I'd have to look at that. But I mean, also Carlos Beltran was a much different hitter then. And so, but you just like how he has the at bats, how he has patient at bats, and does that. But I, I would tend to think that uh, you know maybe AJ Hinch will surprise and put Beltran in the lineup, like you said. But I, I think at this point right now, because because Gaddis, you know, uh, had the home run in the game seven, and used used being the DH from the right hand side there, that he'll he'll go up against Kershaw.
0: RG, do you mind if I talk a little bit about the Yulee suspension because you know we we didn't really see or understand maybe the full intent of what what had happened the last time we we talked on the podcast and you know i I've got a couple of words on that I've just got some thoughts that i that I wanted to mention on the yuli thing i don't I don't know do, do you have anything or do you want me to go well
1: you uh, you can go first and then uh, I still have a couple of things about the game too as well
0: uh here's my deal on yuli and like i said we we didn't really see or, or maybe understand what had happened and and one of the things that I just I, I don't understand his suspension or the collective outrage. You know, I'm, I'm glad he wasn't suspended for the world series game. Obviously that's great for if you're an Astros fan and I'm trying not to look at this from a Homer Astros Homer perspective, but you know, first of all, let, let me just go over a few things and, and just everybody, you know, kind of listen patient patiently with this. After watching the video, it's, it's, it's clear that he didn't make a direct gesture at Darvis. This wasn't, you know, him trying to mock Darvish to his face or to anybody. It was a conversation that he was having on, a, on, a, on the bench with one of the players. You know, I'd be, I would be interested to hear what that conversation was. Let's keep in mind that his English isn't good. He uses a translator for interviews. We're talking about a Minute Made that's just at 150 decibels during the World Series at this point. Was he using the gesture in a derogatory manner or was it simply some way to communicate to a teammate, you know, in this situation with a gesture that might be different, a diff- have a different context in Cuba, or might have no context in Cuba. You know, he's lived in the United States for a year. I, I mean, I- I've been around for a long time. <laughs> I'm, I'm 46 years old. I-, I literally never see anybody use the, that gesture, nor do I hear it discussed. It hadn't happened since I was a kid. This is kind of an old school gesture. And to to assume that he knew the implications, I just think that's a gigantic assumption at this point. This is a guy that played in Japan. He was teammates with Nori Aoki, a Japanese player in Houston for a few months. He's beloved by a very, very diverse clubhouse in Houston. The suspension, okay, it's five games. Now, Correct me if I'm wrong, but an MLB player could go to the mound and start punching somebody, and maybe get the same five-game sus- uh, suspension. At some point, I feel like in our society that we need to realize that punishment does not change minds and move us in a better direction, and it's more likely to create you know hate and anger. That hate and anger that you see on Twitter, uh, dialogue and communication does this and, 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 you know, it does the thing that, that we need to do. You know, I don't feel like at all. I'm talking about from an Astros Homer perspective. I'm just talking about, you know, from a just human perspective in this case. And, and RG, I, I was really glad you you tweeted out what you Darvish said. Cause I think it was, uh, you know, he said some beautiful things in his tweet about the situation. He said, no one is perfect. That includes both you and I, what he had done today isn't right, but I believe we should put our effort into learning Rather than to accuse him, if we could take something from this, it's a giant step for mankind. Since we are living in such a wonderful world, let's stay positive and move forward instead of focusing on anger. I'm counting on everyone's big love. And and just to remind everybody, again, this is a guy that donated $100,000 to Hurricane Harvey. Great respect for for you, Darvish, and the way he's handled the situation. I think the commissioner would have been... Much more effective if he would have said, this is wrong, he understands this, he understands the ramifications, it's out there. What we should do is we can fine him as the punishment, but directly make that fine to the Japanese Cultural Association or something that you Darvish directly uh, works with or wants it to go to, wherever you Darvish says the money should go to and then have Yuli go to that place and volunteer for a day and, and communicate with those people and, you know, bring that society closer together. I think a suspension to me, it's, it's kind of ridiculous at this point. And I don't think it, it solves anything. It just, it, it it continues this society of punishment um, that, that a lot of times just hasn't worked in our society. I mean, it's a big, it's a bigger issue for this show, but, I, I'm getting down off my soapbox now, but RG, that's just the way I feel about this whole situation. And I don't feel like I'm being an Astros homer in, in this, in this way. Maybe well, I am. So I
1: can just jump in there about, because the commissioner did have a response. Uh, he, he did come out with that five game suspension, but he also addressed in a press conference and, and said that he uh, made the decision for a few reasons. One of them being that, the potentially if he 'd suspended for the World Series, then the players union he was uh, there's a- po- possibility they would have appealed that decision and then it would have carried on throughout the world series and we know how those things go, and then the topic kind of clouds it for the whole series and uh so that was why he decided for the regular season also because he will get fined individually. Yuli Guriel will get fined he 'll have to give up five game paychecks for that, and it is going towards. A, a charity. It's already been announced those game checks are going towards the Astros Foundation and a, a, and other various charities. Maybe that's what you're talking about with you, Darvish, because the commissioner said he spoke to you, Darvish, before he made his decision. And, and you know, so I think all of those things going into it and uh, meeting out that punishment, Commissioner Manfred also said that he didn't want to penalize the other Astros because somebody made a mistake. Yuli Gurriel made a mistake. He actually came out and apologized apologized, said it was indefensible, and that he's going to accept the suspension. So I mean hopefully this kind of puts everything to bed. But you're right, there are gonna there's gonna be a segment out there that will always hate, and that's unfortunate because I do feel like the 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 thing to remember is what you Darvish said. Hey everybody we it's a wonderful world uh let's remember about let's focus on love and that's more of what we should be focusing on and healing and instead of like further division here and this is why we love baseball now we can get back to talking about the the game instead of having to talk about you know the crazy stuff off the field all
0: right I, i'm off my soapbox so what else do you got as far as baseball because i'm out of thoughts i think on the on where well, the i just want to
1: make a we didn't mention him today but i i thought that uh well a couple of things uh Alex Bregman was a simply phenomenal. But before I get to him, I probably should mention about on the Dodgers because uh, we want to end with a, a positive with an Astro. But Cody Bellinger, finally the the sleeping giant was awakened. Hopefully it was only for one game of this World Series, but uh, you know he had uh, that that was basically what kind of finally got Morton out of there. And Morton had been pitching him well, and and you know. Uh, throwing either you know the slider or uh, you know or the curve there, trying to you know th- keep them off balance inside and low.
0: Like I said, I think he just lost uh, that curveball to Bellinger right, because right. he was just he was making Bellinger look silly the first couple of bats with the curveball, right. and he threw that you know it was a it was a really high curveball that didn't do anything, and then the, the last pitch was just you know it just another again it laid flat, and he just didn't have the snap.
1: But then Bellinger, of course, came back and had another key hit and, uh, you know, eventually uh, driving. Hey, good, good for Bellinger, but I don't I don't, I don't care. I'm, a, I'm no, an nice fan, But that's that's <laughs> that's something to look at in the coming games is like, can you get back to the ice cold Bellinger? That's all I'm saying. Get, you know, maybe Keuchel can throw him off again. Lefty going against the lefty. And maybe this was only the only game. But I also want to mention about Alex Bregman, because he made the key play in the game when uh First of all, when Charlie Morton was in trouble there and was able to to bail him out by throwing to home and making it just like he did in uh, the Game 7 when he threw out Greg Bird there, he was able to uh, throw out again at home in the game today, make a great defensive play. I mean, he's just superb at third base. And then he also hit the home run off of Kenley Jansen. So let's not forget either in the ninth inning that uh, Alex Bregman you know, was able to hit another home run off a of, you know one of the top uh, relievers and you know he's he's had that off of Chris Sale and and we mentioned that he hit one off of Kershaw and he hit another off of you know Jansen's a right-hander but uh you know it's just good to see that Alex Bregman the guy never gives up he's 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 a grinder you know hitting that home run at, and that ex- at least extended Kenley Jansen on a night I know you know he's still going to be able to go two innings in a game 5 and it's supposed to be Kershaw to Jansen but just the fact that the Astros have been able to score off Jansen, the more that they see of him, they can have some confidence. And I, I really feel like I still feel like that top of the order Springer and Bregman and Altuve and, and, and uh, Correa and Gurriel, you know, those, those five guys, you know, have been really great hitters and, and, and Springer again, having another home run, hopefully he continues this at what he started in game two and kind of coming alive here in this series. so, you know, that's what I really want to dwell on, those positives. And the Astros are going to need that tomorrow going up against the toughest left-hander in the game.
0: Yeah, Bregman, I mean, I don't, I didn't feel, I don't feel like I had to say anything because we've said it. The guy's just balls. I mean, he's, you know, he's got, he's all balls. He's just, he's uh, there's no fear in, in, in Alex Bregman whatsoever. Can, can I ask you one thing,
1: though, uh, before, like, we go, I want to get your opinion. There's been a lot of people, a lot of people on Twitter and, uh, you know, all around, questioning A.J. Hinch's decisions in game four tonight, of course, to go to Giles or to keep him in there too long or just his bullpen moves or lifting Charlie Morton and putting in Will Harris who gave up uh, the tying run there. I mean, How do you look at this? Do you look at like A.J. Hinch? You just got to value him from game to game because everybody loved him after he left in Brad Peacock to close it out, or game seven when he left in McCullers to close it out. And then he goes to his pen and he's criticized. And he even said in his post game, you know, look, I, we don't know how it plays out if I do the exact opposite of what I did. You know, that's what baseball is. You're always going to be kind of criticized if it doesn't work out. So. I, I'm just curious, what do you think of A.J. Hinch's managing and, and kind of how he goes from here?
0: I'm fine with his managing. I, I wish that he had stopped going with Giles. I mean, that's the that's the biggest issue. I mean, I felt like they had to go to somebody. Like I said, I would have liked to see them go to Colin McHugh. Um, you know, this has been a tough situation because Colin McHugh, you're talking about bringing in a guy that really hasn't pitched in maybe, what, a week and a half or something like that. He's not used to pitching in relief. But, you know, I would have just said to Colin McHugh before the game, uh, if Morton comes out any earlier than the, I don't know, whatever, the sixth, the seventh inning or the eighth inning or whatever, we're going to put you in there and give you a chance to finish off the game like we did Brad Peacock. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not happy with his decision. I'm not ready to fire him. I mean, I just, you know, I to me, um, there's th- there's decisions that he's made in the playoffs that I'm, I wasn't really thrilled with. the McCullers' uh, decision, I thought – uh, in the yankees series to take him out of that game when he was pitching so well and then the bullpen did it to you there but i also understand that the poor guys working with one hand tied behind his back when your your bullpen can't get anybody out and when i say bullpen i mean the guys that you relied on the entire season not Brad Peacock and not Lance McCullers and i'm talking about the real honest to god bullpen that he had the whole year to work with and you know you you, you just you figure that oh we're just going to keep going to this formula but, you know, I, I said it before the, the, the whole playoff started, and I don't think it's it changed any. Will Harris hasn't been the same since the injuries. Chris Davinsky hasn't been the same since the All-Star break. I don't care what the numbers say. Ken Giles has scared me all season long. Uh, you you just you just knew that this was an accident waiting to happen, and, and it did. Um, and, 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 and Joe Musgrove is a guy that's never uh, pitched in any meaningful games until like a month and a half ago out of the bullpen. So – I don't know what you really expected from Joe Musgrove going into the playoffs. And those were the guys that you really had to rely on going into the postseason, you know, until, you know, you got Brad Peacock maybe to, to, to do some of the work for you, but uh, yeah, it's, I don't know what he, what else he had to do. So I'm not going to get on him. I disagree with the decisions. He's also done a lot of good things and he's, and he, and his lack of panic helps guys because George Springer comes out of this slump. Josh Reddick comes out of a slump. Marwin Gonzalez comes out of the slump and all those guys had big hits for you the last couple of games. So, you know, he, it's good and bad. It's a, it's a mixed bag, but overall he's guided this team to hundred wins. And I mean, I love AJ Hinch from everything I've seen of being around him, talking to him, seeing how he deals with the media, seeing how he deals with the pressure, uh, seeing his demeanor on the bench, I mean, you know, he handles things the right way. He does things the right way. And it's always the, the quick and easy way is always to fire the manager and whatever. But, you know, let's, just, let, let, let's give him a little bit more experience in, in postseasons and give him a little bit better bullpen to work with to begin with.
1: Yeah, I, I, of course it's uh, it, these these are, uh, the last three games here. AJ Hinch is going to be on the you know the, uh, under fire, of course, because everybody's going to be watching his every move, just like Dave Roberts. These two guys, when you're in the World Series, everything's magnified. Remember Joe Madden last year had been called a genius before that. Then in the World Series, with some of his moves, like putting in Araldis uh, Chapman in Game Six for those innings, and then having to bring him back for Game Seven that almost blew it, and stuff like that. So you you. Yeah, and he ends up winning a World Series and becomes a World Series winning manager. So yeah, I mean it, it really does. The World Series is a animal completely you know, unto itself, it's a different beast, and every game is a new dynamic. Just a day ago, we were talking about you know Astros potentially going up three-one, closing out Houston. Now we're talking about this can be a six or seven-game series. But all I can say is you know it's a roller coaster ride. You know strap your seatbelt in right now, you know, and uh, get ready for it. But it's going to be a lot of fun. And hey, Houston, Astros are in the World Series. That's what we've always dreamed of. They're going against the that. Vaunted Dodgers and their great and glorious tradition. They've already knocked off the Red Sox and the Yankees. There's an AL pennant. Let's, you know, there's still two more wins to be had here. There's still a World Series to be had and a trophy to be raised, and the Astros can do it.
0: It's a best of three series, kids. Go Astros. Let's get them. For more interviews, subscribe to Houston Sports Talk on iTunes, or if you're an Android user, download our free Houston Sports Talk app in the Google Play Store. We're also available on Stitcher or the TuneIn app, and our website is HoustonSportsTalk.net.